Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We'll continue our study, Contagious, from 1 Thessalonians today, chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. And we study about contagious faith, contagious love, and contagious hope. The more real we are, the more contagious we become. Hey, which would you rather serve, dead idols or the living and true God? It did not take long for friends far and wide to hear about the transforming work of the gospel in the hearts of the Thessalonian Christians. Commentator Mark Howe describes their obvious impact on others. He writes this, Mediocrity inspires no one, but those who pursue their lives with passion and excellence challenge and encourage others to do the same. There was nothing mediocre about their faith. People were talking about these contagious believers in such a way that the good news of their faith in Jesus Christ, who came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on a cruel cross, and rose from the dead, became viral. Today, their Instagram and Facebook posts would explode with hits from all over the world. These believers were not trying to make a point. They were making a difference. By the way, you can do the same. Why can't we see the same in our schools today, in our workplaces, even in our homes and churches Again, the more real we are, the more contagious we become. The more we strive living lives of excellence because we serve an excellent God, the more others will run from their mediocrity and run to Christ. And by the way, when when we turn from the modern-day idols that consume our time and our thoughts and money and lives, we too will see people turning their heads and opening their ears to the gospel that has made such a difference in who we are. A relationship with Christ is not something that happens for two hours on a Sunday morning. It becomes your life and your very breath. You stop thinking, how can I please me? And you start living, how can I please Jesus? You now know your living God impacts the way you think, the way you pray, and the way you spend time in God's word, the way you think. What does God hate? A heart that devises wicked thoughts and imaginations. A wicked, selfish thought life is an abomination to God. We see that in Proverbs 6. God hears what we think and often, way too often, hates what we think. We need to pray along with David. Let the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. How about the way that you pray? We too often talk about God rather than to God when we pray. Why we seem in a hurry to end our conversations with God does not make much sense. If we would simply realize who we are talking to, that he is living, listening, and eager to bless us, we would pray with more fervency and consistency and purpose. Find a secret place, pray to your God in secret, and watch him answer in amazing ways. How about the way we read? Love letters are read differently than textbooks. Why? They are personal. They're written with you in mind. They fill your heart with emotion rather than just your head with facts. God's word is a personal love letter written to each of his children. God shares with each child just how much he really cares and loves them. Study the book of Philippians to find God's fourfold secret to true joy. Meditate on Psalm 23 and enjoy the peace God freely gives. Slowly walk through the gospel of John and thank God for how much he loves you. God's word is a living communication from a living God. Try to read scripture as if God personally texted it to you that very day. The testimony of these transformed Thessalonians caused a ripple effect that started in Thessalonica, reached throughout Macedonia, moved on to Achaia, and now has reached us. 
It reminds us of Jesus' promise to his disciples just before he ascended to heaven in Acts 1.8. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. How far has your testimony reached your world? I can't wait until Jesus returns. I know. I know I have to, but I can't wait. But if you did come today, I would say thank you, thank you a thousand times. The testimony of these believers involved their entire lives, past, present, and future. Past, they ran from their impure, idolatrous past. Present, they ran to their living God, whom they eagerly served, and future, they waited for the return of Jesus, their risen Lord. God promised that his son Jesus would come, and he did. God promises that Jesus will come back to earth, and he will. Never forget Jesus' promise. I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again. I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. What about God's wrath? Someday God will pour out his full cup of wrath against all sin and all wickedness. Visibly on earth, a tribulation time the likes never seen before, and eternally in hell, the horrible home of no hope for every God-hating, God-ignoring, and God-rejecting man or woman. Jesus, by defeating death, promises to deliver and rescue all believers from both the outpouring of his wrath on earth and the reality of his eternal wrath in hell. Thank you, Lord, for delivering us undeserving sinners from such wrath to come. By your grace, we are secure in you. Only a living God, not a dead idol, can promise such eternity. Hey, our time's up, but I hope you enjoyed our study, and today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. If you want more help or information on some Bible helps, just go to ranhumble.com, and I hope that today you have a good day.